independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Salacious indeed. Now, there's a trial that took place in South Carolina, and yesterday it came to an end across everything. The trial handed over to the jury within three hours. They came back and whoa. In the term of 2022, July, the state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch defendant, indictment for murder, guilty verdict. Mr. Murdoch, you now having been found guilty of two counts That of verdict murder, came in after just under three hours of deliberations. The jury siding with the prosecution that focused arguments on several key revelations. First, Murdoch admitted to lying to police about his whereabouts the night of the murders. Second, that two crucial items are still missing, a family gun and Murdoch's clothes. And third, alleging the fourth generation lawyer committed the murders in an effort to preserve his legal legacy and gain sympathy just as his law firm was on the verge of uncovering his alleged financial crimes three hours to convict him and probably because they're like look they're going to bring snacks after about 20 minutes so if we go too early they're not going to give us the snacks so let's just wait a bit uh try to milk it for as long as we can Uh, because you know we're going to probably maybe get some book deals we're all going to be on television the next few days uh but there was like some you know that you have to write down guilty or not guilty one person's like very guilty blanking so guilty could not get any more guilty if he killed the kid and the wife in front of us going to jail forever but it it, it was again i go back to this it gripped the nation this thing was on all of the television stations they've already got stuff on netflix they've got i mean it is already everywhere and you know there's going to be a movie out of this and at the same time there's a man who's Powerful family, ran an area of the state, fourth-generation lawyer, seemed to have everything, killed his wife and his oldest kid, but still leaves behind two kids who have to suffer with the fact that dad's in jail as a murderer, and oh, by the way, he killed our older brother and our mom. But they got it right. But the salaciousness of it all. Our criminal justice system worked tonight. It gave a voice to Maggie and Paul Murdoch, who were brutally mowed down and murdered on the night of June 7th, 2021, by someone that they loved and someone that they trusted. Yeah. And uh, jail forever. They have... The death penalty there, but uh, he faces 30 years, I think, for each count. And on top of all of that, he also uh, could go to jail for life without parole, which is probably what he's going to get. But, you know, I I think it's fair to ask a question, you know, like how does because I think a lot of people ask the question is how does one person get there? You know, I was talking to several people yesterday and it is such a weird thing. I think men, we want to know what happened. Because we're like, could that ever happen to us? Are we that weird and depraved? And on the other side of stuff, uh, we 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 ask questions. You know, if you're a woman, it's like, because uh, I, I never understand what the women are. It's like, are you trying to figure out how to commit the perfect murder? Or are you trying to figure out how not to get murdered? Like, that's that's kind of what I want to know.
Like maybe ladies, you can clue me in. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Happy Friday, everybody. A lot of stuff to squeeze into today. Yesterday at the G20, they bumped into each other. Olaverov there in Blinken. In their first face-to-face meeting since Russia's invasion, uh, U.S. Secretary of State Blinken was blunt with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. I told the foreign minister, end this war of aggression. Beyond the U.S. support for Ukraine, Blinken says he also urged Russia to return to the START nuclear treaty and free American Paul Whelan, who the U.S. says has been wrongfully imprisoned on espionage charges. They met for just 10 minutes at the G20 summit in India, where Blinken also said countries had warned China not to give Russia weapons. Yeah, how do you think that went over? Like a fart in a church that's in an elevator. (laughs) I don't think that's how it went over, Chad. Yeah, it did. Lavrov's like, suck it. We're not doing anything. We're doing nothing for you. Nothing. China wants to, China, China is going to do whatever China does. But it was very interesting, the fact that they, that supposedly, because Blinken, you know, I heard uh, one of my friends says he's too academic. Right. And, you know, you wonder every once in a while, like sometimes some of these people are so academic. Do you need I don't want to say a ruffian, but it would be good every once in a while to have just a plain speaker like, hey, 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 don't be a Richard. You guys are already being a Richards. You can stop being a Richard right now or this is going to get even uglier. And you really think any of China stuff works, you know, just some 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 real actual conversation they're not listening you know that and i know that and here's the other thing one of the things we haven't talked about when it comes to the ukrainian war i think is very important to talk about is the fact that putin has painted himself into a corner in a lot of different ways including the fact that others have echoed this and that it hasn't really been talked about the fact that if he thinks he could just bounce out of this after causing the deaths of 100-plus thousand of his own people, 150,000 total, numerous you know, injuries and just damage, and, and walk away with the same thing he came with, he couldn't survive that. Because people in his own party, slash whatever it is, dictatorship, friendship, wouldn't allow that. So he's he, he's got the, the barrel of the gun facing him in so many directions. And we talk about this. We've talked about it numerous times with Mike Lyons. And Mike has said over and over again, you know, we, he quotes Sun Tzu about giving them a bridge, a bridge that they can escape from. You want your enemy. You don't surround them on all four sides. You surround them on three sides. Give them a place to 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 escape to an opportunity to, to take a, a a road out of a situation. And he has got all four sides covered, but three of them are from the West, Ukraine, sanctions, and one of them is from his own people. So that's interesting, and that that also makes it more scary. Because I think we all realize this, that desperate man thing. If you're a desperate man, with nothing to lose, you've automatically become the most dangerous person on the planet. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. 
your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things. Hope all is well with you guys on this great Friday. So much stuff to get to. We're going to squeeze into a ton of different things, including uh, why don't we get along? It's very interesting. New study out about why we don't get along. Uh, toxic masculinity. That's the first. Is he the s- uh, second second man, husband, person? Emhoff. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you phrase that. He's he's uh, Kamala Harris's husband. Uh, he uh, he came out to talk about toxic masculinity because I think he's hearing everything that we're all hearing, which is. <laughs> There's no way she could be president, right? And, of course, it's easy to go, it's a man's fault. Uh, no, this one's all based on a woman. <laughs> Her. Uh, and uh, John Kerry comes out with more fright. And, and, and this hits home for me. And I'll tell you why when it comes to the climate insanity that's going on. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Swiss America. Go to SwissAmerica.com slash Chad right now. Walking Liberty half dollars, amazingly low price, $12.50 each. It is great to have stuff in your hand that is tangible. Stock market is amazing. You keep 99% of your money there, but there's always something out there that's good to have in your hand that is collectible, tangible, that's real, just in case something went south. And that is what silver and gold can do for you, and Swiss America can help you with that. They have the Walking Liberty half dollars. You can get up to 250 per customer. That's it. And they were minted between 1916 and 1947, and they can be yours just for $12.50 each. Tell them I sent you. Boom. They're going to treat you so amazing. They're going to treat you amazing anyways, but they might give you a little uh-uh, little something else. And right now, I'm in my home studio. I have coins around me because I'm a huge coin collector, and I have been. Get yours right now, the Walking Liberty Half Dollar from Swiss America for just $12.50. Call or text to reserve yours, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad, SwissAmerica.com slash Chad, Chad Benson Show. Reverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Can we just talk about masculinity for a moment? Um, has being second gentleman changed your own view of perceived gender roles or what it means to be a man? Oof, that's, this is something I've, I've thought about a lot and something I've spoken about a lot. There's too much of toxicity. It's masculine toxicity out there, and we've kind of confused what it means to be a man, what it means to be masculine. That is uh, first, gen- second gentleman, sorry, uh, Doug Imhoff. And there's just too much toxicity, and we've confused what it means to be a man because we have done everything in the last decade and a half to make sure that we tell kids in particular and teach young boys that being a man is bad being a man is not a good thing right you're you're you're, it's not and if you're going to be a man you've got to apparently surrender your boys at the door (laughs) because you got to be the man that they want you to be not the man you should be and i just shook my head and i think uh no wonder people are confused i mean yesterday we played you the audio from the new Hershey's commercial because it's, it's, it's Women's History Month. 
And as we all know, a lot of women have penises. Wait, what? Well, yeah, because the they have a her bar and a she bar. The she bar, I think, is here in America. And the her bar, in the face of the her bar commercial, is a trans activist. Because, yeah, why not? And then there was a lot of people complaining yesterday about the... Oh, you right-wingers out there. You guys are awful and bad. And look what you guys are doing. And you're already trying to cancel them because you're a part of cancel culture. No, actually, most of this was women who were saying boycott Hershey because they're saying, okay, enough. Right? Like, you know, it's it, it's enough. Toxic masculinity is bad. Yeah, toxic femininity is bad. Toxic waste is bad. Right, we all agree on that. Masculinity's not bad. We have lost that because we 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 live in a world of fear. We don't teach kid young boys to be masculine. Don't teach them to be strong out of the fact that well they could hurt someone's feelings. Piss off. Exactly that. Teach them to be a man. That's what you do. It's nuts. But somewhere along the line, we've decided to surrender it all to some sort of woke ideology and some crazy-ass culture because we think it's okay that they are allowed to run wild and do what they want to do because we don't want to offend somebody's whatever. I want you to listen to it again. This is the second man. Can we just talk about masculinity for a moment? Um has being second gentleman changed your own view of perceived gender roles or what it means to be a man? Oof, that's, this is something I've, I've thought about a lot and something I've spoken about a lot. There's too much of toxicity, it, it, masculine toxicity out there. And there, we've kind of confused what it means to be a man, what it means to be masculine. Just listen. Can I ask you a question? Toxic masculinity. Tell me about it. I've been thinking about this a lot. Really? Don't you think about it, Chad? I do not. I don't think about it at all. Oh, it's because you're toxic masculinity. You're going to perceive people who are masculine however you want to perceive them. But it's BS, and you know it, and I know it. It's crap. And I'm not talking to people out there who already, oh, yeah, I kind of agree with you already, Chad. No, I, I want you out there to listen who disagree with me. There are people out there that are toxic. By the way, they're toxic in every way, shape, or form. That's their personality. It's not their masculinity or their femininity. You don't think there are women out there that are toxic? Of course there is. And all this has to do based on what? On her. It all has to do based on the fact that she's hearing the rumblings that everybody else are, are, are putting out there, which is she's not fit to be president. And, well, it must be because men don't want her. No, it's because she's not good at her job. And here's the beauty of equality. The beauty of equality is the fact that I could look you in the eye, you can look me in the eye. And regardless of who you love, your gender, your what you identify as, uh, your, your, your race, your any of the stuff – that I could be honest with you and say, no, you're, this isn't this isn't for you. This isn't for you. There's equality. 
And the reality is, how many people out there think she is bang up for the job? But they're hearing the noise. And so automatically the rush is, well, it's got to be toxic masculinity. If it's not that, see, everybody's got to find an excuse, right? You know, if the right loses a race that they feel they should win, it's because it was stolen from them because nobody could conceive in any way, shape or form that their candidate would lose. If the left sees something like this or hears something like this, it's got to be because of race. It's got to be because of, of gender. Uh, it's got to be because of sexuality or who they worship. It, it can't just be you're not good at this. This doesn't exist. Not in their world. And it's stupid. There's my toxic masculinity. This is blanket stupid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, John Kerry uh, out there doing what he does, telling everybody that we're moments away from, I don't know, the earth melting. And I want to talk about that because dealing with an issue here at the house, and I think it's a fair uh, thing I like to let you guys into my life, and I want to talk a bit about that. Uh, some other good stuff, including I love the well, I don't love the view, but I love the insanity of which they spewed the other day about uh, why this leak thing became a big issue because it was all Trump's fault. We'll talk about that. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Got some tweets, some texts. Get through some of these things. It's the usual, you're a Nazi. Always makes me laugh. Uh, we're talking about TikTok yesterday, which, by the way, who, who who wants to get rid of TikTok now? Is it the Biden administration? Anyone? 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 Uh, stop saying Trump. You sound like a blanking idiot. Trump tried to ban TikTok because TikTok destroyed his Tulsa, Oklahoma rally. You know, the one that killed Herman Cain. Now, shut the blank up. Okay, that's my. It's one of my favorite ones. Enjoy that. Uh, Called me a Nazi later on in that. Again, it's it's. Uh, we're just talking about toxic manual, masculinity uh, uh, and you know manhood, personhood. Uh, one person says, "My wife says womanhood," uh, and I said, "Yeah, so easy a man can do it." <laughs> Because we're talking about the 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 transgender uh, person who is representing, is it she bars? No, it's her bars. She bars are the American bars that her she has. Her bars are the Canadian ones, I believe. I don't know. 323-538-2423. That's the text line. You tweet at us as well. John Kerry, the uh, just, he's he's just, he's, he's off. And the truth is, my friends... These choices that we've been making about how we drive our economies, time is running out. And the science is what tells us that. Not John Kerry, not President Biden, not any of the ministers who are here. Science, mathematics, physics, chemistry, biology, all of them 
on a factual basis or screaming to us about the choices we face. Does anybody buy that when you're talking about climate change? Probably not. Science isn't 100% one way or the other. Yes, it's warmed, but it's warmed in the past. It's also cold at certain times, and it's cooled in the past across the board. My, my stepdaughter, who I love dearly, and she is worried about the Willow Project. You know what the Willow Project is? It's a massive project that's getting ready to get kicked off in uh, Alaska, and it is is going to be massive. And there's, she's really worried about it. And we can get into the, the particulars later, but I was talking to her last night, and and she, you could see the 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 worry in her eyes. She was in tears because she thinks all humans and animals are going to die because she doom scrolls and she sees all this stuff. And I'm trying to explain to her the fear that they're putting into you isn't real. When I was a kid growing up, and we've played it numerous times on the show. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, when he used to have his show back in the day, uh, where they go out and research and do all kinds of stuff, talked about the coming ice age, which was on the cover of Time Magazine. There was a coming ice age on the cover of Time Magazine. Oh, my God. Yeah. The world was coming to an end. It was over. Because people were going to freeze to death. You could, every, every place on the planet was going to be like Buffalo. In the winter, it never materialized, ever. This fear factor, as I told her, and she's she's upset. Look, it's not pretty, some of the stuff that, that, that we do. It's not. And we need to do a better job taking care of the planet. But the alternative is what? We don't have growth. We don't have progress. We, 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 we don't mine for things. We don't drill for things. We just let everything go and we go back to a, a darkish age. No. I mean, we already know what the clean energy is that we can get, but nobody wants to talk about that because we've had years and years of people telling everybody, nuclear, we can never use nuclear. It's bad. We could never do it. Yet we know how to get rid of it. We know how to store. We know how to do the things we need to do. And yet that's something we can't talk about. Because you had 60s and 70s hippies who ran out there and spewed a bunch of BS. And so now what we have, we have coal. We've got wacky windmills. We've got oil. And I mean, we, we can't have an honest conversation because you would have to go back and go, look, we were wrong. And nobody wants to do that. And the other side of things is I told her. It's a money game. And for a youngster, and she's on the spectrum, and she gets obsessed with things. Uh, The money game is big. Climate change, global warming is a big business. And the bigger the business, the more the competition, the louder you have to scream and yell. So everything is doom and gloom. But when I pointed to her, Michael Schellenberger and several other major 
scientists, climatologists have all said, the world's not coming to the end. There's no, there's no, go look into the IPCC. There's not even a catastrophic event that ends planet when it comes to climate change. But they make it seem like it because it's also big business. And tell me this, if you're a poorer country in Africa and you look at getting your people out of poverty, are you going to stop doing what you're doing? Probably not. Because now you have resources that you can tap into. It's a chance to bring uh, an actual economy to your to your country that is going to be sustainable. And you want lights and running water and all of the things the West has. And you don't want to buy out. You want your people to have that. We take it so, so much that we take for granted in this country. We have no idea. We talk about this. Was it with Mike Lyons? Is it like is it 20% or 30% of, of people in Russia don't even have indoor toilets? Think about that for a second. So this is a emotional thing that people push, but the reality is, is the world's not coming to an end. And when the world decides it's done with us, she'll let us know. She will, but it ain't happening now. But I see what happens when, you know, people talk about climate anxiety. I see it. I do. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us text the program. Uh, and I don't expect people to be honest because they've all pushed agendas. All of them. I mean, go look at COVID. The agenda that was pushed with COVID was ridiculous because it became an agenda. It did. It became something they could push. It became something they could throw out there and, and, and push. And it was insane. It was. It was frustrating at times because we couldn't get real conversations about stuff that we differed on. Scientists on that, you know, were out there going, you know, I don't think the mass works the way you guys think it works. Well, those people were lunatics. You know, people come out there saying, I don't think this works the way that this thing works. Maybe natural immunity is good. Maybe. No, 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 no. You were blown out of the water and labeled a nut job. Yesterday, uh, Russell Brand was on with uh, Rogan. CNN don't even consider that what they're saying is dangerous and harmful. And, and now we're at a point where it's sort of it, that, that their approach to it may have been counterproductive in the most basic medical ways. And they weren't able to have that conversation because of financial imperatives and because they're basically owned. Well, they're a, they're a propaganda network. Yeah. I mean, that's really all they are. They're, they're just a propaganda network. And I used to think they were the news. And I think at one point in time, they were the news. Yeah, at one point in time. And they're trying to get back to that. And that's why they've covered uh, the the potential, you know, uh, leak out of a lab of Wunha in a much different way. And the way that they've gone about it is is much different than they would have, say, a year, 16 months ago, because you'd have been labeled a kook, a lunatic, a nut job, uh, uh, you know, uh, QAnon, all of those things. 
you would have been labeled. Somewhere along the line, when pharmaceutical drug companies started spending so much money, I mean, you've seen all those clips brought to you by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper brought to you by Pfizer. There is no way they can be honest. There's no way. If you're, you're accepting money from the very people that you now have to hold criminally, criminally liable, mm. and they have been criminally liable, they just pay a fine and go back to work. And that's what's wild about it. If you killed 60,000 people with your company, and you know your company, whatever your company made, your, your company makes peanut butter, and that peanut butter killed 60,000 people, they'd be like, you gotta stop making peanut butter. It's delicious! Yeah, but with the drug companies, they're like, oh, your experimental drug where you lied about all the tests killed 60,000 people? Well, we're gonna need a small portion of the money that you made as, as a fine. Look, I love peanut butter, and uh, that didn't happen. Uh, but one thing is real, that there was some serious issues and some questions people have, but you couldn't ask those questions. Remember when we the vaccine first came out, it, and some of this is on us, our want to get back to a regular way of life, we overlooked certain things because we wanted to get back to where our kids were in school. We wanted to get back to our regular day of going out and doing things, seeing our friends, seeing our family, not being cooped up, wearing a mask all the time, being six feet apart, all all the absurdity they threw out there, we were willing to try anything, you know, but there were a lot of people that wanted to push back. And those people were labeled by the media as nutjobs, as lunatics, no matter what the science said, because it then came so political. You had the right and you had the left. If you wore a mask, well, guess what? You're on the left and you're a good person. If you didn't wear a mask or you fought against it, you somehow were a nut job. Even if the science said to those people, because it wasn't about the science and whether it stopped anything, it was about who you represented. And people were frustrated. People were frustrated. And it became ugly. And it became uglier and uglier. And that's where we are. We, we, we got into this ugly situation, but it also became about business and just like climate change. And it became about virtue signaling and morals. And one group has the left side of the group, if you will, of this, this, this country we live in, has the media in a way that we uh, are just now really seeing. It was said, but when you said it, it, very few people listened. But more and more people are listening because they saw their rights infringed upon. And they're frustrated, too. We're sick and tired of, uh, and I'm sick and tired of, of you telling me, hey, uh, you, you can't listen to this. You can't watch this. I'm taking this down. I fact-checked you. Who are you? I'm the person here who's running. I mean, it was, it's insane. I feel like we're starting to get back to some normalcy, but we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. I don't want the pendulum to swing the other way. We need to find balance. But balance comes with talking to each other, which we haven't been very good at. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. This incredible supplement that comes in a powder form that you sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. And guess what happened your dog's food really comes to life. It gets all the nutrients out of it that your dog's not being able to ingest because it just doesn't. Your, your dog's food is meant to be on a shelf and stay there. This is going to help it. It's going to enhance it. It's going to give your dog more energy. It's going to make your dog feel better. It's going to help with their digestive tract. It's going to help with their aches and pains. And you can try it for free right now. 
ruffgreens.com slash chad get a free bag now ruffgreens.com slash chad you cover the cost of shipping a free bag for you at chad benson show twitter c-h-a-d-b-e-n-s-o-n this is the chad benson show if you like talk radio like chad benson likes his meals You've come to the perfect place for takeout. The one and only Adonis Creed. Creed star Michael B. Jordan had his legacy sealed in Hollywood Wednesday with the star on the Walk of Fame. Growing up in Newark, New Jersey, the idea of receiving an honor like this was like a dream. But I've always been a dream chaser. He said he was humbled and grateful to be here. To be amongst artists that received this, you know, this, this honor previously. You know, Sidney Poitier, Cicely Tyson, Sam Cooke. I know it's not a small achievement. And it's not lost on me on how special this moment is and what this represents to our community. Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, is out this weekend. Uh, I doubt I'll see that. Uh, we might go see a movie this weekend, but it it's interesting. I mean, think about this. Rocky came out 40-some years ago, right? You've got the likes of, now we're on to Creed 3, which is, of course, came from Rocky, uh, you know, Apollo Creed. And now we're on to the Creed three with his son fighting. And this one has a feel of the Mr. T thing, right? Where where he is Creed's in a great place in his life. And, and his buddy comes out of jail. and His buddy kind of took the fall for them. They were best friends. And now his, his buddy wants what he has. So it kind of has that sense and feel, you know, uh, wronged. And, you know, it's just... But I'm interested to see how a cocaine bear, which uh, Phil's going to go see this weekend, because uh, yeah, why not, right? And and how uh, Ant Man, because like this looks like it's the first real loss for Marvel. Like the steam is taken out uh, of these. And I keep saying, I, I talk to a lot of people about this. Enough with the quantum verses. Enough with the verses, the multiverses. Every once in a while, you need to throw just a plain old. Here's a bad guy or a bad creature, and you're the good guy, and you're going to fight and win. I don't need to get lost. It's like it's like the movie Inception. People come out, they're like, wow, what happened? <laughs> well, now they've done that with superheroes. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Speaking of what happened, what happened here? It was once a tradition for busy businessmen and women taking a quick break for a shoe shine. Well, now the practice is losing some of its luster, exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic, remote working, and the popularity of more casual workwear. The rag-toting shoe shiner, often a mainstay in office buildings and at mass transit stations, is becoming more of a rarity. And many stands are disappearing across the country. SC Johnson which makes the shoe polish brand Kiwi, says it's planning to stop selling the brand in the United Kingdom due to a drop in demand. Yeah, it's just, I I can't remember the last time I saw a place. I probably, maybe at an airport, last time I saw a shoe shine place. Uh, just, yeah, and now they're going to stop at the UK. Speaking of the UK, here's here's how insanity works and disinformation and lunacy works. When the pandemic first hit, they thought cats would spread it. So they were going to tell people of the United Kingdom, (laughs) kill the cats. 
kill the cats. You see a cat, kill a cat, because we don't want it to spread. Excuse me, I thought you were going to kill a cat. We told you to kill the cat, because what if it gets, that was the kind of, uh, believe the science insanity that was going on. That's just insane. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Happy Friday. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson why can't we get along why can't we get along it's very interesting so uh a law professor has written a very interesting uh conversation that he's had with several people put it into a a a piece about why we have a real issue with not getting along and it's it's it looks so much of it is yeah you know the, the liberal ideology and the conservative ideology even though we may agree on 75% of things it's the way that we take things the way that we react to things is is completely different and uh he talks about the uh, esteemic pluralism and esteemic dependence and it's very interesting he says I define esteemic pluralism as a persistent state of public disagreement about empirical facts, meaning this is the fact, there's the facts, here it is. And he breaks down so much of why we don't get along. And I think a lot of us look and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And we talk about what so much on this program, a lot of other shows talk about tribalism, because we are such a tribal species. So when it comes to things, he says, that can be proved or disproved, it's easy to think that everyone should come to the same factual conclusions if only they had equal access to the same information. And that's a hard thing to do. Because in a day and age when we're about affirmation over information, we're never going to have all of the information we need because we've also given up on critical thinking. I'm an open-minded skeptic. I tell everybody that all the time. What's that? I'm open-minded to all of the facts, but I'm skeptical when somebody tells me this is the only facts and this is what you need to believe. Because in a day and age where we only give our score and we don't give the other team score, that's not good. He says information, which after all is more freely available today than any other point in history. But while the inequality uh, of access to information plays a role, it's not the simple psychological uh, political factors that that are just, you know, cast the size. This is where uh, esteemic uh, pluralism comes in. He goes, look, uh, identity, protection, cognition. So what's that? This describes how individuals are motivated to adopt empirical beliefs of groups they identify with in order to signal that they belong. There's a perfect example of tribalism. I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing a red hat. 
Therefore, this is my tribe. This is my group. I'm wearing two masks and I'm posting pictures of me vaccinated. I'm wearing I'm wearing a Make America uh, Again great, you know, uh, hat or Let's Go Brandon. The, I identify with you guys. I'm on your team. I'm on your team. I signal. I'm like, oh, yeah. Second one is cultural cognition. People tend to say their behavior has a great risk of harm if they disapprove of the behavior for other reasons. Handgun regulation, nuclear waste disposal, for example. So you break that down, it's like this. I'm not going to go against the people that I agree, even though I may agree with something that the quote-unquote other side has. My fear is if I say something that goes against the theology of this tribe over here, they're going to come after me. Your tribe's not going to want me. So the reality is I'm just keeping my mouth shut. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. And I could see it's a very interesting article. You know, one of the things he talks about is knowledge takes trust. How much do we trust? We don't trust the media. We don't trust each other. We fight all the time and we can't have real conversations. We can't. We can't we can't have real conversations anymore because nobody wants to. And part of that is that identity that we live in. Right? That identity that we live in protects us, gives us our tribe, but it also allows us to we, we we delve into certain situations where anything that could penetrate that comfort bubble we're gonna fight back again even if that is true people don't want empirical evidence not if it goes against my belief I want affirmation not information oh that's not good no it's not it's not it's not at all and then we start to do what we go out and we find the thing that's going to affirm us. What's going to affirm our belief? Talks about curious scouts. Rationality researcher Julia Glaff has written about how adopting a scout mindset rather than a soldier's can help guard against uh, physiological factors and can lead our reasoning astray. Oh, what does that mean? Well, you know, we, we've got a scout mentality. We're not a soldier mentality. So we can wander our reasoning, our belief. We can wander away from what? Oh. They say, in her description, a soldier thinker seeks information to use as ammunition against enemies, while Scout approaches the world with a goal of forming an accurate mental model of reality. So you see why COVID-19 became such a huge, crazy thing. Because you had one group of people telling you, look, it is this period, case closed, end of story. Well, how do you know it's that? You can't even get in to look at the evidence. Even Fauci yesterday is coming out, pushing against, because yet another group of people came out and said what? Department of, of, of Energy came out this past week, said with low confidence as much as they have, although they said they have new evidence. They believe it came from a lab. We think it's more likely that it was a natural evolution. And you Could still believe that? Lab- there are more and more organizations I, that point no, right I, to I, a lab leak. No, no, that's not so, Brad. No, I mean, there are more it people isn't. saying it. It's both, not so at all. Both here and around the, well, around well, the world. Well, more, more people saying it doesn't mean there's more evidence of it. If you take a group of emails when people are considering and thinking out loud and you stop there 
and don't look at the weeks of careful examination by those same people that wrote the emails and then say, you know, now that we've looked at it in the published peer review literature, they explain very clearly why they think it's a natural occurrence. I don't think anybody's ever argued that it was a natural occurrence. I think what people have argued in the past is, why are you, A, playing around with this stuff? B, why do you even have it, let alone playing around with it? See, I th- and this is, th- here's the semantics in the game that people are playing, and this is why we live in the world of why we can't get along. Because you're trying to gaslight people, saying, oh, no, it's a natural occurrence. I've never argued it didn't happen naturally. Because they were looking for it. Just in case a pandemic exploded. Could they be ready for it? Could they come up with something? But were you playing around with it? It's a question we're never going to get answered because of China. Did it escape from a lab? Why couldn't it have escaped from a lab? It was all those things were shot down from, from jump. I've always maintained it came from a lab. It may have happened in nature, but you went looking for it. It wasn't roaming around everywhere. You went and found it. And then maybe you were playing God. And in playing God, somebody got sick and it got out. But it knew the human body well too much. It knew uh, the insides and outs of it. And it was able to jump rather easily. And continue to do so. But they play the game, well, it's always happened in nature. Yeah, I don't think people are arguing whether or not it happened in nature. You're not making up viruses. And let's not forget, you can't bring up anything without people pushing back in such a way as because they want affirmation. They're not interested. They couldn't for a second think to themselves, maybe it happened? Because at the time, our tribalism, as they were talking about, right? We're more soldiers than scouts. And the tribalism that had taken hold of everything was, well, I've got to go get all the ammunition because I've got to fight back everything. And you go get your ammunition. But nobody was scouting around going, hold on, guys. Hold on. No, 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 no. Nobody's trying to be peacekeeper going, maybe there's more to the story here. We never got to find that out because we all went to war immediately. And that's sad. That's why we can't get along. 323-538-2423 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, psychiatric disorders, woke psychiatric disorders. Very interesting uh, study that's come out about conservatives and about liberals, especially when it comes to children. We're going to talk about that. A little what's trending straight ahead as well. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Better help. Speaking of that, better H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Benson. Licensed therapist. It's tough to get into one now. BetterHelp can help you with that. They've helped place over 3 million people with licensed and vetted therapists, and they can help you. Maybe you are dealing with an issue that has to do with, hey, I've got some stuff changing my life. I'd like to bounce some stuff off some people and talk to them uh, about the decision coming up, and, and, and that's something you need. Or maybe you've got something bigger going on, and you're struggling. You know, my extra struggle, uh, COVID was a huge thing. 
uh, getting in to see anybody was tough. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Everything's online, and it's simple to do. You fill out a questionnaire. You get placed with a therapist. It's that easy. Right now, save 10% on your first month. You'll see how easy it is. And if you're looking to talk to somebody, and I've heard from more people that say, good luck trying to get in to see somebody, well, you're going to be able to, and it's going to be very affordable. Go to betterhelp.com slash Benson. That's betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson saves you 10% on your first month. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It's the Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mmm, boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Peyton Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Playing that crash, that plenty for some lesser bands, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean food. What's trending? find out what's trending shall we start first and foremost the uh murdoch trial the murdoch trial he was just sentenced to life in prison with two consecutive life terms so not concurrent consecutive so one after the other he's never getting out morgan wallen his album drops 36 track album there's a guy who survived cancel culture, right? Big time. Dr. Seuss yesterday. Big time. People looking at him. This day in history, Dr. Seuss was born. What? A lot of other stuff going on out there. Uh, KFC double down returns. Oh, no way. Big time. Big time. This is all on uh, the Google. Head over to uh, Magic World of Twitter where everybody's angry at everybody. Employee Appreciation Day. John Stewart. Touched on a bit about what he said yesterday and how people were pissed at him for coming out saying the lab leak theory was uh, the most plausible. Morgan Wallen trending. Uh, Murdoch. I was I don't really quite sure how you say his name. I was screwing up. But he is trending everywhere. Uh, because it was a huge story. I mean it's uh, you know we keep going back to the fascination that people have with murder. I mean, you know, and uh, predominantly, like the ID channel stuff is predominantly women that watch those things. And this fascination with it is is, is bizarre. But uh, sentenced to uh, two consecutive life terms. Uh, that's, uh, you're, you're, you're going to be going into forever. Your life has changed. You're never getting out. 
ever, 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 ever getting out. And uh, apparently, he maintained his uh, innocence the, through the entire the entire process, even today. Alec Murdoch maintained his innocence during the sentencing hearing, saying he would never hurt his wife Maggie and son Paul. But Judge Clifton Newman sentenced the former lawyer to two consecutive life sentences. This came a day after a jury took less than three hours to convict Murdoch of the 2021 killings. Judge Newman said the crimes could have made Murdoch a candidate for the death penalty, which prosecutors did not seek. He called it one of the most troubling cases he and the state have seen. Brian Clark, ABC News. That is, uh, you know, it's just the the realization, you know, when that when that gavel goes down and he's been in courtrooms his entire life, his great grandfather, his grandfather, his father and him. I mean, the power that they have over this community and that that gavel going down saying it's over, it's done with. You're going to spend the rest of forever that, you know, and breathe on this planet in a prison your kids one of them is dead because of you your wife dead because of you your other two kids have lost both parents and a brother and you're never going to see freedom ever again my god just but we were obsessed we were even again my uncle was obsessed he's like oh dude watching him it's just a, it, it was riveting he's talking to somebody yesterday he's like she's like I, I don't really get into that stuff but i saw a magazine i started reading it and she goes next thing you know i'm like 40 minutes into these articles and i'm reading about the stuff and and then and, and i'm like i don't know what it is i don't know but you know uh, whether it's uh jeffrey dahmer we just have this weird want is it is it a human thing that we darkness i don't know Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, woke induced psychiatric disorders. We're going to talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Is your politics? Make you depressed? It's possible. There's a lot of things that, in particular amongst the young, that can hurt them. One of the things we've talked about is social media plays a huge part of that, but your politics may play a part of that as well. And on social media, you see things. An estimated 30 million people in the U.S. are affected by anorexia, bulimia, or some other eating disorder. Pediatricians say they're seeing patients as young as nine trying potentially dangerous methods to control their weight. Researchers suspect a link between use, especially young patients who try to the ideal or phones or tablets. I have, uh, you know, 
three young girls that I'm raising. And, uh, you know, keep keep in mind that, you know, not everybody's going to be the same. And some of it's genes in life. But there's also another side of things. And, you know, the politics side. I know that sounds weird. But new studies are coming out. One of the big things about this study I found to be interesting is uh, why they're asking are liberal girls and boys disproportionately depressed comparatively to conservative girls uh, and less depressed uh, are the boys on, on uh, who are conservative on all sides? Why is that? Some people are saying it might have to do with the uber-progressive liberal mindset. And I'm like, I could easily see that. We've talked about this in the past. I mean, we had that uh, uh, lady on. She did an article, I think it was in The Atlantic, and she talked about, you know, why she was uber-progressive. She was super lefty, like, you know, left of Bernie. And she was a therapist. She goes, I will tell you this. If you ask me who are the people I see the most, it's people on the left. It's liberals. And she and she also said, who are the people that end up getting out of things as far as, you know, whether it's their depression or their anxiety quicker? She said it's conservatives. And I found that to be hilarious. And she did, too. She goes, I point. And one of the things she talked about, it was uh, catastrophizing everything. Everything is a catastrophe. Everything is the biggest. Everything is the coming of the end of the world. Everything is we talked about global warming slash climate change. Going to talk to my stepdaughter last night, who is really worried about this Willow project and understandable. I mean, trust us. I think if you ask most people, honestly, would you love to have a, a, something that we could use as energy that we wouldn't have to do anything with? And it was just magic and it was unicorn farts and we would never have to worry about harming the planet or even doing anything to the planet, even if it doesn't harm the planet in ways that we think, you know, like, uh, you know, when they always want to roll this out, that this, you know, pump explodes and every all these animals. Would you love? I would love that. Who wouldn't? It's not reality. But we were talking and I was, you know, showing her things and talking about stuff that, that goes on in the world and and that, that, that so much of this is about scaring you. And she was so upset. She had tears in her eyes. And she was it was like because she, she was upset, like really. And she could feel it in a way. And on the other side, I've got my other stepdaughter who's 12 who could give two fucks about any of that stuff. One of them is very liberal. The other one is very conservative. (laughs) And it is because one leads with feelings and the other one wants to lead with facts. And, And it's great to have feelings. And I think all too often... You know, the right says all that should matter is fact. No, no, no. You can have feelings. It's not what you say, but sometimes how you say it. I think we can all agree. But I could see why they're worried. Some of the stuff they talked about in in this is, you know, at first they were looking at why were so many young kids uh, depressed? And while they were talking about it, Matt Iglesias brings up a great point. Nobody asked about their political ideology. So CDC comes out with all this stuff. Nobody asked about their political ideology. One of the things they showed, too, was a uh, poll that was done. And by a wide margin, female liberals 
were extremely depressed, followed by male liberals, followed by way down female conservatives, and then even further down than that, male conservatives. That's not to say that everything they say is true or that they don't have feelings and that everything the left says is wrong or they can't live in a world of facts, but it's so much about the reactionary side of things. Because let's, you know, like, I mean, my God, yesterday I'm reading an article about a, you know, like YouTube has pre-roll. And one of the cook, one of these big chefs who's got 10 million followers lost a decent amount of followers because the pre-roll was the Harry Potter game. And because Harry Potter's creator apparently hates transgender people, which is not true, but she's definitely pro-woman, people started unfollowing him. First of all, he didn't even know what was on there. <laughs> like, it's a pre-roll. But it shows you the knee-jerk reaction and stupidity. And I got it from the Trump people as well because their feelings got hurt when I called out BS for a lot of the stuff that was going on. I called him a grifter, right? You know, uh, same thing with Carrie Lake. You You didn't have the race stolen. Now, if you've got evidence, show it. But we're two years past this and we're months past that and the evidence is still there and isn't there. And every time something pops up and I got it because emotionally they felt hurt. But let's be real. You misgender somebody. And we, how many times we play that where they people feel like, oh, my God, it's over. I'm, it, it, it's you know, that person didn't vote for anybody on the right. You know. And maybe the politics has a lot to do with it. I think it's a fair question to ask. It really is. I mean, you know, it, like, I'm like, could politics play a part? Yeah, why wouldn't it? If your whole thing is about feelings, then you're going to be more emotional and you're going to look around and we, as nature, we doom scroll. So probably you're going to buy into a lot of stuff and you're going to let those feelings run your life. And we're going to talk about math later. They're trying to bring feelings into math, feelings into math. Of all of the subject you would bring feelings into, math ain't it. Math ain't it. In fact, I want less feelings in math if, we, if there's any feelings outside of blankety, F, blankety, 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 because you get pissed off at math. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Speaking of, of, of feelings. And so that is why... President Biden said, as we deal with the end of the pandemic, we're going to deal with that. We're not going to start student debt again without actually making a down payment of it. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting and we helped them and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it, the corporations challenge it, the student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. A liberal, Randy Weingart, the other day screaming about all the insanity 
of what's going on. First of all, she doesn't understand any of what's happening. Uh, if Congress would have passed this student loan forgiveness, wouldn't be in the Supreme Court. Secondly, you shut people's businesses down when you handed them money and told them they couldn't open or else. Remember that? The president unilaterally decided with the stroke of his pen, I'm going to hand out money. No, that didn't happen. I went to Congress for COVID. But he did sign with the stroke of his pen loan forgiveness. That didn't go through Congress, did it? Hear the emotion in that, the anger. Ah! 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Twitter. Speaking of money, protect yours, especially in times of inflation. My buddy's over at Swiss America. Go to SwissAmerica.com slash Chad right now. And I'll tell you what they're going to do for you. They're going to take care of you right now. Look around. Debt ceiling crisis, recession potentially, crazy market volatility. How about protect yourself with some silver? They've got an amazing walking Liberty half dollars, super low price, $12.50 each delivered. Now, these were issued and minted between 1916 and 1947, and they can be yours for $12.50 each. It's that simple while supplies last, but you're limited to 250 per customer. I was talking earlier to Philly, says how many coins you have. I've been collecting coins since I was probably 10 years old, and my grandfather's really got me into it, and I have got tons and tons of coins. My father-in-law had a lot of coins. It's just something I've always done. I've got some that have immediate intrinsic value and stuff that it's just nice to have holding in your hand as a case of what if. Help protect your assets against inflation today. Call or text to get your Walking Liberty Silver half dollars for twelve fifty each. Twelve dollars and fifty cents each. How do you do it? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or you can visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. That's SwissAmerica.com slash Chad at Chad Benson Show, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, all of the other things. Grab the podcast if you miss any of the show. Let's talk some UFOs straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. Oh, my gosh, dude. Wow. Let's try Former Navy fighter pilot Brian Graves has a new article in Politico titled, We Have a Real UFO Problem and It's Not Balloons. Uh, Ryan, I'm with you. You've seen weirder things than a Chinese balloon. We've seen things that we haven't been able to explain as simply a balloon. And while we don't know what they are, the fact of the matter is we should know what's above our head at any given time. Whether it's a national security issue or whether it's a scientific question, we need to figure out what's above our head. And... He's absolutely right. We joke all the time about, you know, UFOs and and stuff like that, interdimensional travel. Uh, I saw one of the leading uh, scientists the other day who said that, look, uh, we're probably, you know, a Sims 
Remember the Sims game? This 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 may be one of the most intricate games of all time. Somebody else is playing us who may be playing them. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Uh, but there are a lot of things out there we can't explain. And one of those things is uh, what's going on above us. Right. I mean, not all these people are lying. Right. Some of them may have saw something and went to their imagination. But we're talking about a guy who's a fighter pilot who saw stuff he can't explain. And it wasn't a balloon. You saw them a lot. This wasn't just a one off once in 2015. You saw UFOs often. We're using a a multitude of sensors on our aircraft and also distributed across multiple aircraft and different platforms that are detecting these objects within a sensor network. And so when we then correlate uh, those radar tracks with our infrared camera systems and eventually move in closer to detect them with our eyeballs, we have high confidence in what we're experiencing. High confidence that we're experiencing something that we cannot explain. And, and, and it doesn't have to be always little green men or something like that. But it is a fair thing to ask the question of what the hell is it? Because if it's not little green men or little gray men or people that maybe look like us who've come from a different dimension, whatever it is, is it our enemy? And that's something that we never really want to broach. Is it us? Do we have stuff that's super advanced that we don't tell other parts of the military? Well, you know we do. But everybody always poo-poos it as it uh, it's ridiculous, and you're a nut job for even saying that. Well, over the years, you went from being not, you know, they used to go out and find the person that's the wackiest. I mean, the CIA has readily admitted it, the, that they would go out, and if they saw somebody who was crazy, they'd put them on TV because that would automatically ruin any credibility of other sightings out there because this person was wearing the tinfoil hat. This... It's a fair question to ask, because now you've got pilots who are coming forward who are not, quote-unquote, nut jobs wearing the tinfoil hat, people that have engaged in this, and they're looking around going, uh, yeah, no, something's going on. And what we're experiencing are things that we're really not sure what they are at the end of the day. They're performing a number of behaviors that we don't recognize, such as the ability to stay stationary in very high winds uh, with no lifting platforms, no surfaces but also to maintain speeds of 0.6 to 0.8 Mach, which is upwards of 350 knots. And they can do that for uh, for many hours on end. Uh, we, we don't have the ability to do that in our aircraft. And we simply don't know who's operating these or what their intent are. Yeah. Yeah. But they're out there. And are they getting closer? Uh, are they ours? Are they... Remember, he said, we don't have them in our aircraft. Doesn't mean that we don't have the technology somewhere else, but you can't... You can't hide it anymore. Technology's gotten so good. Everybody's got their home stuff that works amazing. You can't hide it anymore. Do I think something will eventually come out? You'd like to think so. There's a lot of hiding that goes on. And I think a lot of them can be explained away with we've got advanced technology that we've built over the years. Maybe alien technology. Maybe it's our own technology. But there are things out there we can't explain, and we need to come to grips with that. And I think, you know, it's tough. Man, it is tough because I think there's a lot of people out there. That there's a fear factor. People say, well, you, you, what happens if you tell the world they can take it? Have you met the world? Because if you haven't met the world, think about that for a second. Can they take it? You're like, I know my neighbor. I don't know if he could take it or she could take it. Speaking of not taking it. This uh, this this escalated quickly, as they would say. A New Jersey woman fighting eviction. So she's a crazy cat lady. How did she fight eviction? She blew herself and all the cats up. So she was evicted. They came. They knocked on the door. Tons of cats inside. 
she wasn't going to leave. And so she started a massive fire and she turned on the gas and boom, it blew everything up. She killed herself and all the cats. That is crazy cat lady. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. So uh, apparently what they're saying is she turned on the gas and uh, prior to igniting the the incendiary device that started everything that just it blew everything up immediately, then everything caught fire. But it was like one of these duplexes and a bunch of people lost their stuff. They said they knocked down on the door this morning and they said, look, uh, uh, get out of here to all the other people. And they did. And so, but some of these people said, you know, she'd been threatening people to bomb, said she was going to bomb the house. Instead, it ended up with a fire. And the next thing you know, there was an explosion and boom. So everything's gone. People inside the, the, the other parts of the facility, their houses are ruined. Everything's ruined. They're saying, look, we lost everything. Everything. Emma Quackenbush, who lived there for 22 years, told New Jersey 101.5, she lost everything in the fire. She goes, oh, it looks like my house is gone. I mean, it's standing, but not livable. My goodness me. So when you think, could everybody handle it? Maybe they couldn't. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet, text the program, grab the podcast. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It is on. He's going to jail. I bet he's going to be stoked about that. Yesterday, it was the crime that captivated America and the trial that did the same. Bye-bye, Mr. Murdoch. In the term of 2022, July, the state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch defendant, indictment for murder, guilty verdict. Mr. Murdoch, you now having been found guilty of two counts That of verdict came in after just under three hours of deliberations. The jury siding with the prosecution that focused arguments on several key revelations. First, Murdoch admitted to lying to police about his whereabouts the night of the murders. Second, that two crucial items are still missing, a family gun and Murdoch's clothes. And third, alleging the fourth generation lawyer committed the murders in an effort to preserve his legal legacy and gain sympathy just as his law firm was on the verge of uncovering his alleged financial crimes. Yeah, he's going to jail for a very long time. Uh, they have the death penalty there. They're not going to seek it. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I think there was a juror that wrote very guilty. Like, not just kind of guilty, like super blanking guilty. Couldn't be any more guilty if he killed them in front of us now. But it is weird, right, that, that we're in a position in this world that we live in now that entertainment murder kind of a together thing i mean i always joke about my uncle and being you know he's all political and wacky at times he's like oh i was totally captivated by this i'm like i don't what what are you talking about but i talked to several people at the station they're like yeah it's totally captivated by it i didn't get it uh i watched a bit of it and i will say when you watch something like this you're watching a human being fight for their life it can be riveting 
but it is entertainment. What? what, what that's a problem for us, don't you think? But here's the other thing. It showed yesterday that uh, we got a system here that works. Our criminal justice system worked tonight. It gave a voice to Maggie and Paul Murdoch, who were brutally mowed down and murdered on the night of June 7th, 2021, by someone that they loved and someone that they trusted. So he is going to go to jail for the rest of his life. And you got to think, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, the intrigue of how does a person powerful, a family that kind of just ran this town, snap like that. And it had to do with the fact that he had lost all that money. He had stolen all that money. The world he had known has come crashing down. His two other kids don't believe he did it. But the the reality, I mean, think about those for a moment. Think about those two kids. So they lost their mother, their older brother, and now they're father's going to jail for murder and what's left for them to clean up this mess and a name that is stained uh it's sad but it's also sad that we we i just i do we watch it because we're worried that we may snap i i was thinking yesterday and and i think i touched on a little bit there's a portion of us i think for men you look at stuff and go could that could i ever snap like that and for women I'm like, either you want to figure out how to avoid a murder or you're trying to figure out what mistakes not to make when you're going to kill somebody. Not quite sure. It's interesting, though. Sad. Very sad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Blinken and Lavrov met yesterday, and apparently uh, Blinken... Uh, he, he was a tough guy. In their first face-to-face meeting since Russia's invasion, uh, evening, U.S. Everyone. Secretary of State Blinken was blunt with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. I told the foreign minister, end this war of aggression. Beyond the U.S. support for Ukraine, Blinken says he also urged Russia to return to the START nuclear treaty and free American Paul Whelan, who the U.S. says has been wrongfully imprisoned on espionage charges. They met for just 10 minutes at the G20 summit in India, where Blinken also said countries had warned China not to give Russia weapons. Yeah, do you think those countries are going to listen? Probably not. Uh, was it a in-your-face, listen to what I have to say a little bit? Uh, the hubris to show up, uh, the balls to show up at some of these things, knowing that so much of the world can't stand you, but there is a certain part of the world that is completely fine uh, with what you're doing. And that's a sad situation for us to find ourselves in. And that's why I keep telling everybody for all the stuff that I get from the tweets at me and the direct messages and all of these things, the the reality is simply there's one side that's good, the other side that is bad. Now, I'm not saying that the one side that is good is morally superior and better in every single way and has done nothing wrong. That is an absolute lie. You know it and I know it. But what I am saying is, at the end of the day, you choose the side. It's China, it's Russia, it's Iran, it's the, it's the likes of, of that those horrific regimes, or it's us. It's the Western world. It's a world of freedom, not perfection. If you want perfection, you're never going to find it. You know why? Because human beings are involved. And when humans get involved, you're never going to find perfection. But understand that there is a side. There's a, there's a battle that is going on. And we see it with China every single day. We see it with China. I want you to listen to this. So the, the, probably the biggest story of the week is, uh, besides the Murdoch trials, but the biggest story of the week has been 
what's going on with China and the fact that the energy department comes out and they say, hey, uh, with low confidence, because it's all we're going to be able to ever get to is probably low confidence. We believe that this thing originated in a lab, right? And the now, and as I've tried to explain to people, originated in a lab doesn't mean it wasn't nature first played around in a lab then escaping from the lab not like it just like it come on guys let's go and they all run out it wasn't that it was got into somebody who then went out and then spread it unknowingly probably and then once it was out there uh the chinese covered it up my thought has always been it got out of a lab they were screwing around playing god it got out of a lab And rather than China shutting it down and inviting the world in to go, how do we stop this thing before it spreads? And China goes, screw it. If we're going to be screwed, then we're going to screw with everybody else too. But it shows you the insanity of the world that we live in, though, that it became a Trump versus the left thing. And I want you to listen to this. This was yesterday on The View, which is horrible. It's a bunch of gaggling women out there yapping their traps uh, to a bunch of house frows who are sitting around all day going, that's absolutely correct, absolutely correct. It's super, it's fantastic. So uh, I want you to listen to this insanity. And it is a bunch of just... It's just awful. Trump unleashed this xenophobia. He he stopped allowing Chinese people to come to the country. He then started calling it the. um, Don't even say say it. it. Yeah, he called it something, and he kept on saying China, China, and doing this thing where. I was even concerned as someone who had lost family members for Manny to even bring it up, and that is really sad. yeah, that's really sad. Trump said it was the it was the Kung Flu is what he called it. By the way, he wasn't the first one to call it the Kung Flu, you know, the Chinese bat soup flu, whatever you want to call it. It came from China and he wanted to limit people coming here. And everybody's like, oh, we shouldn't do that. That's xenophobia. So what happened? Then it comes here. Everybody immediately should have shut down their borders the minute they knew this thing got out to stop the spread of it. But because Trump was involved, and let's be real, you guys listen to the show, you know I'm no super fan of Trump. It became the left versus Trump. And the people that say stuff like, well, Trump, really, it's because of his xenophobia that it spread. No, it's because you guys are idiots. You're the idiots out there who want to pet the bear. Because you think by telling the bear you're a good person and morally superior and you don't want to hurt it, the bear is going to be like, oh, well, I was going to kill you. But seeing as you're so nice, I'm not going to. And then you wonder why the bear bites your dumb ass and kills you. And everybody goes, well, that person's an idiot. That's the reality of this. That's it. And so then it became politically insane left versus right masking no vaccine it became well if if i wear two masks and i've got 12 vaccine somehow i'm superior to you because you're an idiot because you say well natural immunity and what about the it 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 was so stupid but what it also showed was china we've been talking about this for how long Right? We have Gordon Chang on all the time. And what does he talk about? He talks about China. And he talks about, look, it's us versus them. This is what they want. 
And everybody in the left and the media played into it when it came to that because finally somebody was speaking up in a way that was real. And nobody wanted to have a real conversation because it was because it was about feelings and it was about looking bad and it was about feeling, oh my God, I feel like, oh, we're, later on in the show, we're going to talk about math. They want to bring feelings into math. What the hell does feelings have to do with math? Please explain that to me. But it just shows you there's so many people out there who will play into the hands and the, and, and the, the Chinese, the Russians, they all want our media to play into the hands to the opposite side. And they do a great job of that because we've politicized everything to the point of ridiculousness. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet text. Hope all is well with you. Happy Friday, everybody. Rough Greens, my dog Doodle, who's in the other room because I'm working out of the house today. Uh, he loves his rough greens. He's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All of this incredible stuff delivered directly to him via this amazing canine VitaSmart powder you sprinkle on top of your dog's fruit. Right now, Rough Greens wants to send you a bag for free. It's not going to cost you anything except uh, shipping, so it's a few bucks. You get it. You watch what happens. My dog, Doodle, uh, feels a thousand times better. He tells me that every single day because it also teaches him how to speak uh, to humans. It really doesn't, but it would be cool, right? And, you know, his hips don't hurt like they used to. He's got more energy in my family. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, she's not a big fan of Doodle, but uh, she goes, why is that dog dying? Because he takes Rough Greens. That's why. Now he's immune to death, apparently. Try Rough Greens for yourself. Not for you, but for your dog. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. Sent to you. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter. C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. A lot of stuff to get to. Loan forgiveness. Shoe shines are going away. What? This here be the one, the only Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The truth is, I do not hate anyone. I look for grace wherever I can find it. So I say this gently. The Biden administration sucks. Uh, Our good buddy John Kennedy yesterday, CPAC is going on right now. I think one of the bigger stories about CPAC is the fact that there's a lot of people not going to CPAC and this is the divide that the Republicans are going to have to deal with in the coming uh, months is, are they going to be their own worst enemy? You know, the first primary uh, is underway in August. And uh, you look around and you think to yourself, there's a certain divide. Is there somebody that can unite us? Uh, I don't know if that's Trump. I doubt it is because I think that there's a clear line drawn now between a lot of people out there who are, well, Trump supporters. Uh, at one time, uh, and like a lot of what he has done, eh, they're ready to move on. Uh, on the other side of things, you've got the likes of DeSantis, who, you know, some people out there who are hardcore Trump supporters think that he is, he is, you know, he's a bad dude for, for even thinking about getting into this. And anybody who gets in against Trump is, is really going against, uh, uh, you know, Yahweh, if you will, going against the religion. It's, it's not good. And there is there somebody out there that can bring the Republicans together? Uh, the Democrats have their own problem. We talked about it yesterday when it comes to uh, Biden. More Democrats, almost 50 percent of them think Biden's too old to be president. And the rumblings, we said you would start to hear the rumblings at the beginning of this year after they got through 
the midterms. And the the facts are that this is going to be a tough road to hoe for Biden. It It is, because he's going to have some challengers, and not just crazy Marianne Williamson or whatever her name is. Uh, but there's going to be more and more. But Kennedy doing what Kennedy does yesterday, uh, you know, he's got to throw out some of his humor. You measure it any way you want. COVID, the economy, inflation, the national debt, the border, crime, cancel culture, treating parents like domestic terrorists, Afghanistan, our energy independence. My God, President Biden has been spectacularly awful. Yeah, I mean, look. Every president you can point to and said, you've done this wrong, that wrong. You point at it. You continue to point at it. that's that's it's do you feel the country as as an individual? Do you feel it's going in the right direction? Do you feel that you're happy with where the country is headed? I think for a lot of people, there's uncertainty for a lot of people that look over. They look at the Ukraine war. They're uncertain about what's going to happen there, as is everybody else. A lot of people look around and they look at their their pocketbook because we're still a nation of, of pocketbook voters. We're thinking to ourselves, uh, am, am I falling behind? Do I feel safe in my job? Do I feel like I can get ahead? Are we going in the right direction when it comes to individuals? Uh, like meaning, you know, your belief, my belief. Why don't we agree on anything? Why can't we agree on anything? And and that's that's another thing. I mean, you know, you these are all things that add up. And you ask yourself, do you feel we're in a position uh, where you feel life is better than it was, say, two, three, four years ago, pre-pandemic? And that's the way we always measure these things. It's pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. I, you know, everybody's going to answer something a little bit different, but even people on the left side of the aisle say, well, I'm not quite sure. I don't feel it. Inflation's a big deal. Obviously, you feel that. Every day you go to the store, you feel that. Every day you go to the gas station, you feel that. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. is your Twitter, your Instagram Love hearing from all of you. Yesterday, we touched on the homelessness issue and the giving out $1,000. And I got some people, somebody, you know, he, uh, she sends me a message and says, you know, the other day I heard somebody uh, say uh, out there in Oklahoma City saying, well, you know, if we could just euthanize or kill these people, that would be better. Uh, and I said, you can't take what one person says out of frustration and think that that's the reality. That's not. That's stupid and asinine to say something like that. That being said, people are frustrated. And they're upset about the way that cities have been allowed to run. And the thought of handing out $1,000 a month to people on the streets because it makes you feel good. The the unforeseen circumstances and consequences that come with that. It's essentially telling people who are drug addicts, here's a free $1,000. Kill yourself faster. Here's a free $1,000. Why don't you do something that helps nobody but nobody, but the person you're going to buy drugs from? That's frustrating. It is. And with zero accountability, we should all be frustrated. We should. I got some of your texts, some of your tweets and stuff you sent to me. We'll talk about that. Plus, math and feelings. What? I know, right? We'll talk about that, too. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. So yesterday, Joe Rogan had on Russell Brand, and it was very interesting. A lot of what he was talking about, because uh, if you guys don't know, Russell Brand leans to the left. There's no doubt about that. But he's also, he's what I think you would consider a classic liberal. He's a classic liberal in every sense of the word. Open-minded? Absolutely. Willing to debate you on the topics? Yes. Uh, understands that if you bring a better argument with facts, that he didn't win that argument, if you will. Uh, and it was very interesting to see the way over the last you know couple of years that some of these people who bought into a lot of this stuff, Russell Brand not being one of them, but the, the left who had their darlings when it came to, you know, Fauci sexuals and, you know, you can't question whether or not this thing came from a lab and, you know, let's censor people just the way that he took on a lot of that stuff. And they were talking about that. And it's so true. Trust me, you guys have no idea, or maybe you think you do, but uh, being inside media companies, what you can and can't say now, I'm blessed because Radio America has never told me what I can and can't say. They give me all the free reign in the world to do that. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, with respect, I'm not dropping the F-bombs and things of that nature. Uh, but the the they've never told me you cannot say that. I've been places where, you know, in particular, uh, a couple radio stations, uh, you know, when I worked in California, we carried the sports team in the city. And if they were, oh, and whatever, you were to praise them or else. Now, magnify that by billions of dollars. And CNN and all of these others that are out there, uh, when they were pushing the vaccine to the point of ridiculousness, when they were not allowing to talk about anything that had to do with natural immunity, all of that, that is, to me, very interesting. And people on the left, they just bought into it. CNN don't even consider that what they're saying is dangerous and harmful. And and now we're at a point where it's sort of it, that, that their approach to it may have been counterproductive in the most basic medical ways. And they weren't able to have that conversation because of financial imperatives and because they're basically <laughs> Well, they're a, they're a propaganda network. Yeah, I mean that's really all they are. They they're just a propaganda network. Uh, and I used to think they were the news, and I think at one point in time they were the news. Yeah, at one point in time they were the news. They are not the news anymore. They're the news that you get to hear based on whatever it is that they want to tell you. Not all of the news. By the way, we can't consume all the news, but you know what what we're talking about. And that's why Chris Like has took over and they're trying to change a lot of that. Get back to having multiple points of view. Uh, my buddy Mike Broomhead, who does the uh, uh, midday show at the station I'm on in the afternoons uh, locally, uh, he is uh, they flew him out in the last couple of weeks. He's uh, he's very conservative. Uh, he's been on CNN on numerous occasions on panels and stuff. They're trying to balance some of that. But the reality is they pushed a lot of stuff that was ridiculous. You never get an apology for all the slammings of people, for all the, you know, you say that stuff, whether it was uh, natural immunity could be good for you to uh, this thing could have started in the lab to whatever it is. And they would push narratives. They fought with Trump. 24-7, it became a ridiculous situation, and they pushed what they wanted to push. But when it came to the virus itself, it was 
sad, sad, sad to watch the way that they sold themselves out. Uh, but it is, as I say, it's a business, and you understand that. Somewhere along the line, when pharmaceutical drug companies started spending so much money, I mean, you've seen all those clips, brought to you by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper, brought to you by Pfizer. There is no way they can be honest. There's no way. If you're, you're accepting money from the very people that you now have to hold criminally, criminally liable, mm. and they have been criminally liable, they just pay a fine and go back to work and that's what's wild about it if you killed 60,000 people with your company and you know your company whatever your company made your, your company makes peanut butter and that peanut butter killed 60,000 people they'd be like you got to stop making peanut butter it's delicious yeah but with the, the drug companies they're like oh your experimental drug where you lied about all the tests killed 60,000 people well we're going to need a small portion of the money that you made as as a fine yeah and by the way peanut butter is delicious i had peanut butter on toast this morning it is fantastic i love peanut butter it's not killing anybody thank god for that because it is delicious and i don't think the virus i don't, I don't think the 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 vaccine killed sixty thousand people do i think some people might have died from the vaccine yes i've said this over and over again if you give Everybody in the country, aspirin, people will have a negative reaction. Some people will have a negative reaction to it. But the way they sold it, and part of that is on us. I always say this. Part of these things land on us. Because we wanted something out there, a vaccine, that we could get our lives back to normal. And we were willing to sacrifice common sense insanity to do that. Whatever you tell us so I don't have to wear a mask or my kids can go to school, whatever it was, we were willing to, 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 to give into it. This is what uh, Rumble fundamentally offered. They gave me a good deal and the assurance that we're not going to censor you. Now, obviously, coming from where I come from politically and in terms of my background, even as a person that's been in the public for a while, I'm like, I, I know how Rumble's being portrayed. It's being portrayed as a right wing, like, you know, far right place, conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you and Glenn Greenwald, super yeah. far right. Yeah, like this married, gay, Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, super right wing. Yeah, it's, like it's nuts. It's nuts what people call it. It's just anything alternative to the censorship model they'll talk of as right wing. That's the other thing they talked about is the censorship side of things, which needs to be talked about. You know, the one thing, like college is a perfect example. That's where you used to go when you were a kid, to, to, to escape the, the grips of mom and dad and their political leanings, to, to go out in the world and to listen to other people, to open your mind. And lo and behold, you go out into colleges, and what is it? It's a, it's a shut your mouth, this is the ideology on campus. And it's funny when I hear people say, that's not true, but when you go and look and say, 93% of professors are left-leaning. You can't tell me that's not true. Those numbers seem a little skewed, don't you think, to one side? But the censorship model for YouTube, that's why you went to Rumble, to a lot of these other things, gave him a platform to have a conversation, which you couldn't do. I mean, it's past weekend, Woody Harrelson hosting Saturday Night Live talking about the cartels 
meaning the pharmaceutical companies, getting together with the government, saying, let's lock everybody up. And oh, by the way, you can get out if you take our shot. That's insane, right? Two years ago, he could never have said that. Never have said that. But people have wised up. Tim Robbins came out and said, we need to stop this charade. Another lefty who's like, he kind of woke up and what the hell's going on? Censorship sucks. It does. And it's so funny because I get the pushback from a lot of people on the left going, well, yeah, censorship does suck. But look at what the right's doing. They're banning books. They're banning books? No. They're saying books for 10-year-olds should should be books for 10-year-olds. Books for 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, those can be different. You should be reading the same thing. That's not banning. That's putting an age limit on something. I don't have a problem with that. Do you? Hell no, you don't. Because you're not insane. Only insane people think it's okay. I've read several of these things. I've said it over and over. I can't read it on the air because I will get in trouble. If I was just doing it strictly on a podcast, you could. Because you're choosing at that point to listen to it. This is going out to public airways. I can't read that on the air because I'd be in trouble. So do I think my 12-year-old stepdaughter should listen to this, listen and read that? I do not. I do not. That's not banning. That's not changing. They're changing James Bond. Raul Dahl. Dr. Seuss. Let's change the words. Mark Twain. That's changing. That's banning. No, it's just being, no, 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 you're messing with art and literature. What if we decided to go into the art galleries of the world and we see all these pictures and statues of naked men and women and we decided to put clothes on them? Would people freak out? You bet your candy ass they would. And they should. And they should. But somehow... Out of kindness and res- oh, we're just being kind. We're taking these words out and we're changing them, making more culturally appropriate for today. Eh, you don't care about that. You want control. That's what you're about. That's what you're about. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Love hearing from all of you. Cultural appropriation. You want control? I was ta- talking yesterday. The uh, ban, uh, uh, you know, uh, boycott Hershey was going around because they've got the she bar and the her bar. And the, the that's for the, you know, because it's Women's History Month. And the I think it's the it think it's the she bar is here and the her bar is in Canada. It's the same bar. They just give it a different name. And the person that's the face of the her bar in Canada is a trans person. And we were joking last night. That's cultural appropriation, right? But everybody's like, well, look what the cancel culture. This is what the right's trying to do. Come to find out the people that were pushing the, uh, you know, cancel Hershey or boycott Hershey or whatever it was, was a vast, vast majority of them were women who feel like they're being canceled from some ideology that's being pushed out there. And they feel like, well, wait a minute here. It's, it's Women's History Month. Sorry. You're not a woman. You can identify as one, but at the end of the day, you're not a woman. 
You're not. <laughs> right? That, that's that's the reality of it. That's it. And there are things that people who are born naturally as women go through that you can't. And it was funny because a lot of people, oh, it's people on the rights, people on the rights. No, no, no. A lot of it was women themselves. Feel like, hey, you know what? This is weird. Whenever there's a woman of the year award, why does it seem to be a trans person? Whenever now, now you've got a trans person leading, and I'm not saying anything. You, you, you take what you want out of this. Uh, the reality is, it's it's become a cult, and people give in to a small group of people, and people need to start saying no. And this want to throw all this wacky diversity rather than make it natural, it's forced. Doesn't help the situation. It doesn't. And if I'm a woman and I'm looking at that, going really. That's what? That's, I would be pissed too. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. E- yeah, Raycons. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. Raycons. Best year buds around. Love my Raycons. I got my Raycons in the studio here. I've also got my uh, amazing little speaker here. It's got little magnets. That's awesome. Uh, my My kids have the gaming headphones. All of their stuff is amazing at about, I would say about anywhere between a third and a half the price of other premium audio brands. And what you get is a incredible sound, sound quality second to none. When it comes to the earbuds, the best fit around. When it comes to speakers, they pack a punch. This little speaker here isn't more than four inches or so, and it is booming and incredible. You will love, love, love the sound quality. You'll love the Raycons, the fits, all of it. You name it, they have got it. Buy now, pay later options, and you got a 30-day happiness guarantee. If you want the best earbuds around, the best quality around when it comes to speakers and gaming headphones, there is only one place to turn, that is Raycon. Get your Raycons now, save an extra 15%. BuyRaycon.com slash Chad. BuyRaycon.com slash Chad. BuyRaycon.com slash Chad. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. A Pennsylvania school district is considering a proposal to add feelings to math class. The lessons, it's for kindergartners through fifth grade, and it would include social emotional learning elements. But with our children already ranking low in math proficiency, is this really going to help them get ahead? Jeannie Ewing is a member of the Littlestown, Pennsylvania School Board, and she joins us now. When we first were shown this program, I saw that it had social emotional learning. And my first thought is, what does that have, what do feelings have to do with Math. I think we can all ask that question. My God, what do feelings have to do with math outside of, oh my God, math sucks. I hate it. That's a feeling. But they're not talking about that kind of feeling. Frustration. They're not ta- this, this social and emotional learning is a joke. Uh, they, they're rolling in all of these things, uh, feelings over facts. It's just, it's insane 
And she's got every right to ask the question, what the hell has this got to do with anything that has to do with math? How do they explain that? What what do feelings have to do with math? Exactly. I've since done more research and found out that the program just started last year, so there isn't any data to see if it's really a good system to use. I also found out that in 2019, the Baltimore City School System started a um, building a generation program, which instituted the same exact social-emotional learning and they should be a lot better off than they are right yeah, now I mean, in math. Yeah, and if you don't know anything about Baltimore, Baltimore essentially scored zero. And what that means is is not that nobody passed a, a test, but the school districts across the board in math, none of them got a passing grade. So they scored zero. Detroit, I think, has 28 schools that are currently in that zero range. And so their thought is, hey, let's just keep rolling this thing out left, right and center, because this looks like a smart thing to do. Fourth graders, they were they were down five points in math. Eighth graders were down eight points in math. Why the heck are they focusing on if two plus two equals four, if that makes you sad or happy when our kids are not doing well? We should be creating critical thinkers that are getting in the math mindset, not what am I feeling today or what is someone else feeling? I agree. I mean, does anybody else have a problem with that? I want to know what two plus two is. I know it's four, but their goal is to talk about, well, you know, how do we interact with others? How do you feel? It's math is frustrating for a lot of people. And normally here's the thing about the emotional side of stuff. Most people who are really good at math, not very emotional. So maybe we should just let them be not emotional. If you want to talk about emotions when it comes to great literature, fine. But it it's just it, it's they're they're creating these little liberal zombies. This indoctrination that is going on is is insane. You know, uh, kids go to school to learn. Part of learning is failing. Part of learning is 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 having some emotions. Part of learning, though, needs to start at home and let the social side. Uh, of some of that allow the parents to do that not the schools and when it comes to math of all the places to have social and emotional learning math ain't the place it's ridiculous you know it and i know it oh my lord 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet and text you guys have a blessed rest of the weekend we'll do it again on monday as always night night jack This is The Chad Benson Show.